Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Separating fact from fiction. We're going to repeal it and replace it. And, and it'll be great health care for much less money. We can have the benefits that were promised to them without any change whatsoever. But if we keep kicking the can down the road, keep digging the hole deeper, burying that deficit more, that's much harder to keep that kind of a commitment. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Assistant's calling from Kansas City, Missouri. Marcia from Pittsburgh. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Our producer today, Mr. J.P. Stacy. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us today and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. Speaking of that, we want to welcome our newest affiliate. We are now at 147 stations across the country. Our newest affiliate is KOKXAM in Keokuk, Iowa. I want to thank Leah Jones and the folks at Radio America uh, for putting America's Healthcare Advocate on. We're going to air on that station on Thursdays at 11 o'clock. So if you're in the Keokuk area, if you're in the Hannibal, Missouri area, or the Quincy, Illinois area, you'll be able to hear our show on KOKXAM in Keokuk, Iowa. Once again, we want to thank those folks for that opportunity. Puts us at 147 affiliates. Who would have ever thought that was going to happen? Certainly not me. Anyway, we're very happy, and, and we thank all of you in the audience for joining every week, and I appreciate all the feedback that I get from everyone. Um, you can call if you have questions or comments, or I can help you with anything. That number, if you choose to call, is 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224. Or you can go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Um, all of our information is up there on the website, and you can send me an email if you want help with something, whether it's a Medicare policy, whether it's a group health insurance policy, employer-sponsored health care um, you know, whatever the case may be, feel free to send me an email. Um, we will get back to you as quickly as possible uh, right after the broadcast uh, and help you in any way that we can. Once again, the website is americashealthcareadvocate.com. Host videos up there on different topics. Um, association plans, there's a video on that. There's Medicare video up there. There's level premium video up there, captive video up there. So all types of uh, explanations, minute to two minute videos that'll let you um you know, help you understand, if you will, uh, you know, what's going on in the wonderful world of health insurance. And that's what we're going to talk about today. This is going to be kind of a potpourri show is what Joyce Thompson, who is our uh, coordinator in the office and puts all these shows out to all of our affiliates. That's what she calls these because we are going to, we are going to tackle a whole host of topics uh, today on the broadcast. Uh, and what is going on in the wonderful world of health insurance? Well, there certainly are a lot of changes. Um, in, in the world of health insurance right now. I'm going to concentrate on a few of those in this opening segment. Uh, these are changes that the Trump administration uh, is either in the process of putting in place or has put in place um, and, and that will directly affect uh, health insurance, both for individuals and for employers. So let's start with the latest change that we've seen come out of the Department of Health and Human Services. And there was a, uh, a, a regulation issued 
um, the other day uh, that will now allow short-term policies to be sold for 12 months, renewable for 36 months. All right, let me go back through that again. Short-term policies will now be able to be sold for 12 months, renewable for 36 months. What was happening before this? Well, on the way out the door before Sylvia Matthews Burrell under the Obama administration Health and Human Services turned out the lights, she slipped in a little reg that cut the uh, short-term policies to three months, and you had to renew every three months. Why would they do that? Well, the idea was to force people to stay on the exchanges and on the Obamacare policies. So that was the purpose behind this. What the new reg issued by uh, the Department of Health and Human Services under the Trump administration does is it puts these policies back to what they were before, which is one-year policies. Uh, There is a change, and that is that they can be allowed to be renewed for 36 months or three years. Why is this important? Well, let me explain to you. If you are on an ACA policy, you're with AM Better, you're with Cigna, you're with uh, Medica or, or whoever it may be across the country, all right, um, and, or Anthem, Blue Cross, whatever the case may be, um, and you are not getting a subsidy, you're getting clobbered, all right? You're, you're getting killed on premium. I've seen premiums for a family of four, um, uh, father age 50, wife age 45, $2,700 a month. Um, a couple um, age 55 plus, no subsidy, $1,200 a month. A couple age 45, two children, $1,600 a month. So without the subsidies, these individual health insurance policies have just gotten completely out of hand. And here's what's going to happen. <clears throat> Unless we see some dramatic shift come renewal time this year, I anticipate you're going to see even higher premiums. Uh, a lot of companies, specifically companies like AM Better, Centene, only focus on people that have the subsidies. And that's great. If you've got a subsidy and the feds are kicking in 70%, 80%, 90% of your premium, then you certainly can afford this health insurance. If on the other hand, you make too much money to qualify for one of these subsidized policies, what's happening is a lot of people just going without health insurance. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later on, but that, that, that's, that's what's occurred. People are walking away from health insurance and going without it because they can't afford it. Or they're doing creative things like signing up for these crowdfunding programs like Christian MediShare, which are not health insurance. I want to repeat that they are not health insurance. I'll talk a little more about them later on as well. But they're signing up for these kind of programs, uh, and there's a massive advertising campaign across the country by these folks uh, because they're affordable. People can get in them. So back to the short-term policy. What does it mean? Number one, they're going to cost significantly less, probably 40%, 50% less than what you can buy on the ACA exchanges. Number two, they are real health insurance. So Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City had a short-term policy um, prior to this situation. Uh, we don't know what the Blue Cross associations are going to do right now, if they're going to put a policy out or not. Preliminary indications are they may not. Anthem uh, seems to be against doing that to preserve their book on ACA. But, you know, there are other Blue Cross plans involved, so we'll see what happens. Have, regardless of what they do, um, you will see plans like United Healthcare. Um, probably Humana, Cigna, some of the others will come into the marketplace and fill this void on short term. So how do short term policies work? You sign up for a year, you pay a premium. Like I said, it'll be, I'm almost guaranteed it'll be 40% less, maybe as much as 50% less in some cases. You'll have varying deductibles that you can pick. Um, typically, these plans don't have um, a lot of first dollar benefits. There may be a doctor office copay. 
Um, there probably won't be any prescription drug benefit. It'll go to the deductible. Um, uh, but um, you will have a, a, a real health insurance program. What do I mean by that? I mean, number one, you will have access to, and I'll just use Blue Cross of Kansas City and how that policy has worked in the past. You had the Blue Cross and Blue Shield network, okay? So number one, you had a recognized health insurance policy with the Blue Cross and Blue Shield card in your pocket that when you went to an ER or you went to a hospital or you went to see a doctor, you had legitimate health insurance, all right? So you you got that network pricing. Number two, you have a deductible and an out-of-pocket. Depending on the policy that you pick, you have a deductible and out-of-pocket. After you meet the deductible and out-of-pocket, then the carrier's up to the plate 100%. So let's say the deductible is $1,000, the out-of-pocket's $2,500. After you met that total $2,500 out-of-pocket, you would have coverage, okay? You may not have had uh, first-dollar prescription drug coverage or even first-dollar doctor office visit coverage. But, all right, if you get seriously ill, if you have a heart attack, if you have a stroke, if you have cancer, if you have a hernia operation, you know, if you had an appendix operation, whatever the case may be, you, you have actual health insurance at network reduced prices based on the carrier's um, uh, contract. And you have um, the opportunity to, you, you pay up to your total out-of-pocket max and the carrier steps in. So you're not going to go bankrupt and have to file bankruptcy because you have $150,000 worth of medical bills that you can't pay. So these policies... Um, fill a huge gap, all right? And they worked very, very well. In fact, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal this week by a, a, a physician who actually had one of these policies, and she talked about what a difference it made for her because she literally didn't want to pay for the Obamacare policy. So they will be coming back into the marketplace as soon as I see them, and I see the ones that are issued by the carriers, and I expect we'll be seeing a flood of them in the not-too-distant future. I will come on the air, and I will speak about this. Uh, keep your eyes and ears open, though, because I do think across the country the short-term policies will be back and they're going to make a big difference and fill a gap for a lot of people and provide affordable health insurance. So when I come back from the break, we'll talk some more about some of the other things that are going on. I'll also uh, touch on a couple things regarding these short-term policies that can be an issue uh, you need to be aware of. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. You can reach out to us at americashealthcareadvocate.com or you can call 877-385-2224 if you need help. Operators are standing by. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. And if you have questions, um, you can call 877-385-2224. Operators are standing by. They will take your call, get your information, and we will get back to you after the broadcast. Once again, 877-385-2224. All things health insurance 
If we can help you, we are happy to do that. Website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, the always perfect Mr. J.P. Stacy. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to continue this potpourri show going over a whole host of issues that are going on in the wonderful world of health insurance. I'm going to wrap up these short-term policies. Two things you need to know. Number one, they are underwritten. That means... If you have existing cancer, if you're a type 1 diabetic, you're not going to get the policy. So I want to be very clear on that. They are underwritten. They are not, pre-existing is, is typically not an issue with these. If you're on the policy, you're covered, okay? But if you don't tell the truth on the application and they you file a claim and they go back and check and see you were diagnosed as a type 1 diabetic a year ago, they're going to cancel the policy and send your premiums back. So be aware the policies are underwritten. They are not for everybody, but they are going to fill a void for an awful lot of people out there that could not afford health insurance. All right. So again, as I said, I'll keep you posted on what I see in the marketplace and what's going on with these policies. I'm going to quickly touch again on MediShare, and I want to make this clear. I'm not bashing these policies. They work for some people, okay? But what I want people to understand is what you're getting into, okay? These are not health insurance. In fact, when you get their information or go on their website, they clearly state this is not health insurance. The simplest way to explain this to people is it's crowdfunding uh, for, for your medical issues. All right. And if that works for you, you know, people send in checks to pay your claim and, and recover whatever you spent on health insurance uh, on health care, then, then, then good for you. And I'm glad to hear that here. Here are the problems I see with it. Number one, if they choose not to pay a claim and they do choose not to pay claims, I've seen it. Um, I've seen people submit their, their, that have come in my office um, and they've chose not to pay them. You have no right of appeal. In other words, <clears throat> this isn't regulated by the Department of Insurance for any particular state. I don't care where you are. Okay, they're outside of the Department of Insurance because, once again, they are not sold as health insurance. All right. The, the, the commercials that are running all over the country talk about how they're an alternative to health insurance, but they don't say they're health insurance, okay? The testimonials they do, all these commercials you're hearing across the country, uh, they, don't, they don't say they're health insurance. They, they clearly state what they are, all right? So understand that. That means if they don't pay the claim, you have no right of appeal. You're out of luck, okay? That's their decision. It's a final decision. That's the way it works. Number two, when you walk into a hospital or a medical facility and you present that card, that is not health insurance, and that provider does not recognize it as health insurance. What does that mean? That means you will sign documentation saying, I am 100% responsible for all costs for this surgery or whatever it is I'm going to have. Think about that, people, before you dive into this thing, okay? Um, you know, the, the commercials are very convincing, all right? And all I'm saying to you is buyer beware. Understand what you're getting into, all right? It may not be the utopia you may think it is. Um, when it comes to saving money on health insurance. And I completely understand the bind that people find themselves in, especially if you don't get a subsidy. It's brutal, all right? But I just want you to walk into this with your eyes open. Understand what you're doing here. You're not buying health insurance. It's essentially, as I said earlier, crowdfunding for your medical expenses. That's the way that it works. So that's that. Okay. <clears throat> But to get into um, uh, uh, another uh, regulation that came out uh, in the Trump administration, I'll try to get through it in this segment. If not, I'll get as much of it done and come back to it in the next segment. These are the association plans. I've talked about these before. Um, there was a new reg issued by the Department of Labor that allowed for employers to band together um, and buy association health plans. Okay, so w why was that different than what we had in place already, because in, 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 in under the previous administrations, there were very stringent rules on associations and you could not 
form an association for the sole purpose of buying health insurance. The new Department of Labor reg allows groups to come together. So if you're realtors, okay, all right, um, uh, or, or you, you have a, a, a group of independent gas stations, uh, or, or your um, uh, property and casualty agents, your Allstate Mutual of Omaha, they don't offer health insurance uh, to their agents. Um, so if you're any of those kinds of groups, as an example, you could come together, form an association, go buy health insurance. Carriers are excited about it. The opportunity is going to be there. OMB, the Office of Budget and Management or Management and Budget, whichever way it is, uh, predicted that four and a half million people would sign up for these policies um, in the first three years. In addition to that, another 400,000 that do not have health insurance would come on the policies. Okay, so it all sounded great until... The entrenched bureaucrats of the Department of Labor decided to do a conference call with all the insurance commissioners across the country. Guess what? These folks are 100% against this. It was the political appointees of the Trump administration that shoved this reg through that allowed for this flexibility. Well, the bureaucrats, the Department of Labor, don't like this because they are wanting to support Obamacare, ACA, and, and keep those plans in place. And for those 4 million people that are going to leave, that's exactly where they're going to come from. Okay. So what happened was in this conference call that uh, they advised the insurance commissioners that their first responsibility was to keep their state regs in place um, and not let the federal reg override the state regs. Interesting, huh? Now let's contrast that with marijuana just as an example. Okay. Um, how is it that the, the federal regulation on marijuana in California, in Nevada, in Colorado, in Oregon, in Washington, go down the list, okay, doesn't hold any water and, and is not going to be observed. But now, um, you know, we're, 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 we're going to turn around, you know, in, in this situation, do the same thing over again. We're going to say the, to the states, ignore the state regulations and go ahead and do whatever you want to do, even though we uh, passed a reg here that says you can form associations. So basically what they did is they crippled this association initiative and 11 blue states have now come together, the attorneys general in 11 states, the usual suspects, all right, California, Oregon, Washington, Illinois, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Vermont, go down the list, okay, and they have filed a lawsuit to kill the association plans. Right. So that's where we're at. OK, um, so now what has happened and I've checked with various carriers is they've put their plans on hold, obviously, until they see how this thing sorts out because it's a mess. All right. And the entrenched bureaucrats at the Department of Labor um, torpedoed this thing. So, A, it's going to go through the courts. Who knows how long that's going to take? Um, <clears throat> B, will the Department of Justice step in and fight this? I would think so. Um, at, at, at the president's directive. But, you know, again, we don't know this, this particular issue just occurred here uh, in the last couple of weeks. Um, and we're waiting to see how it all sorts out. So we were very excited about association plans. I, I talked about them extensively in a previous broadcast. Um, you, you, it depends on where you're at. Okay. Um, you know, Kansas, Missouri, um, the, each state's going to do it differently. Um, Illinois is not going to allow them at all, obviously. Neither is California or Oregon if they possibly, you know, if they can. That's how they're going to play it. And they want to kill the whole thing because, as I said, you know, this, this is a further crippling of ACA Obamacare. 
When I come back from the break, we'll talk about the newest trend, which is Medicare for all. How is that going to work? Stay tuned. I'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain. You're on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. We hit a landmark today, 147 affiliates with our newest edition, KOKXAM in Keokuk, Iowa. We're very happy to have them on board. I want to thank Leah Jones and the folks at Radio America for putting us on there. So we're broadcasting now in Quincy, Illinois, Hannibal, Missouri. All of that comes out of Keokuk, Iowa. We're thrilled we're going to be on there Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pretty cool, huh? So once again, thank you to all of them. We're at 147 affiliates. Thanks to all of you in the listening audience. Our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Lots of stuff up there. Everything from Medicare to association plans, it's all on that website. There are videos Um, blogs, lots of information. Also, if you need help, I don't care where you are, if you're an employer, if you're an individual, whatever the case may be, 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224. Facebook for me, Carrie, C-A-R-Y, Hall. That's all you got to do. Plug it in. I'm up there. If you've got something you want to say, feel free to do so and I'll respond. All right. The latest craze, the latest hue and cry uh, across the country uh, by, by, and look, this isn't, this is not political. I'm going to lay out the facts and then you folks can make your decisions about what you think about this. But the latest craze is Medicare for all. We're moving toward an election season here in November. Um, It's going to be a big issue. People like the uh, uh, young lady who just won the congressional primary in New York and Brooklyn, Ocasio-Cortez, hopefully I pronounced that pronounce that correctly, and Bernie Sanders are talking about, along with a lot of other Democrats and folks, Medicare for all. Okay. And, you know, people go, oh, it's going to be free. Okay. Well, I just came back from Canada not so long ago, and let me tell you something. It's not free. It's not free in Canada, and it's certainly not going to be free here. I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but but I, I want to lay out some facts so people understand what's going to happen, because this could happen. Okay. There's no doubt in my mind. Okay, that that people in this country, a certain segment of people in this country would would relish Medicare for all. So let me let me explain to you how how this is going to work and and where where the problems are going to occur. The first problem is going to be that it costs thirty two trillion dollars over the next 10 years to fund this thing. Now, where did I get that number? That came from George Mason University, who did a study on this. It's not exactly a hotbed of conservative thought. Um, uh, but they did an in-depth study on this. All right. And, and the in-depth study, and I've seen this, um, talked about in a number of different articles in the wall street journal. There've been a whole host of other people have talked about as well, 32, and I'm not saying billion, I'm saying trillion, $32 trillion to pay for this, uh, for the first 10 years. That's the estimate. And you know, what's interesting is these estimates are usually low. They're usually not high. So who knows, you know, it could be significantly more than that, but let's just go with 32 trillion. So what you don't hear, Oscasio Cortez and Bernie Sanders and, uh, and, and a host of other folks, uh, Elizabeth Warren, um, you know, you get Kamala Harris, 
uh, go down the list, okay, it, talk about is how we're going to pay for this. So let but so let's talk about that. Let's talk about how that would work, and let's talk about who who's going to be impacted by this. Who who are the people this time that will scream the loudest about stopping this? Well, let me let me clarify that for you. Those are the hospitals and the medical providers. This time around, you're going to hear the hospitals and the medical providers push back like hell on this. And let me tell you why. Hospitals reimburse, okay, typically 40% less, okay, that they will accept 40% less if this goes through. In other words, their reimbursement levels will drop 40%. So that means 40 cents out of the dollar will go away, all right? Um, Medicare typically reimburses at 87% of hospital costs. 87% 87% of hospital costs. So how do hospitals all accept Medicare? Because private insurance reimburses on average at 144%. I'm going to repeat that. Private insurance reimburses on average at 144%. So the little secret that nobody's talking about is the reason Medicare works now and the hospitals and providers are willing to accept it is because they're, they're making up the difference, okay, with private insurance at 144%. So if you get rid of private insurance and the 144% and say to the hospitals, uh, guess what? You're going to get 40% less than you're currently getting, uh, but you're going to have to perform the same services. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen to the, we haven't even talked about how we're going to pay for this yet, but what do you think is going to happen to the quality of care? Well, let's go back to Canada for a minute. Okay. You know, they just had one of the largest scandals uh, in the history of the country um, over, over um, uh, how their medical system was working and the lack of care people were getting. I, I was there not very long ago uh, in, in Vancouver, British Columbia. And, and, you know, it's great if you've got a cold, it's great. Um, you know, if you break your arm, need to go to an ER, um, you know, it's great, you know, if you've got, you know, issues that can be controlled. It's not so great if you have a premature baby Um, and you need a NICU unit, and you can't get in one, and they send you to the United States for care, and they pay the bill because that's what they actually do. It's also not so great um, if you're a province governor and your wife needs heart surgery, and instead of getting a line and waiting six months, you fly her down to Florida to have the surgery done. Unfortunately, the press gets wind of that, and the next thing you know, uh, that that, that, uh, uh, governor or, or of, of the province of Nova Scotia winds up, this is several years ago, with his name plastered all over the papers. So, so you know, do you want to get cancer on a government-run program? What kind of access to care are you going to have? What's going to happen to care? Well, in my personal opinion, okay, I will tell you that I think we're going to have a major problem with that. I, I, people in this country want it now. Today's okay, but yesterday would have been better. Okay, so think about that when you think about what's going to happen here. Because the quality of care is going to go down. Look at any of the countries that have these programs, um, whether it's the UK, Canada, you know, the, very rarely do you see one that has the level of care that we have in this country. So that's something to think about. But let's, let's switch gears and let's talk about how we're going to pay for this thing. Okay, so here's what's being proposed. This is what, this is what the study at George Mason came up with. How do, how do you pay for a program that's going to cost you uh, the, $32 trillion. Well, number one, you put through 31% new payroll tax. So your payroll taxes are going to go up 31%. This is, if, if you pull this together, this is how you, this is what you would have to do in order to do that. 31% increase in payroll taxes, 72% increase in a new tax 
called a VAT tax or value-added tax, which they do all over Europe. So the VAT tax will, would apply to every purchase you have, okay? And that 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 is going to be a 72% additional tax that, that, that we would see put on whatever the case may be, whatever it is you're buying. Uh, and last but not least, a 35% income tax hike. That's what it would take to cover the cost of this program for 10 years. How are we going to do that? You, do you really? And, you know, and so what I'm saying here is, you know, if you think this is something this country should do, and if you think this is something that, that we need, and I hear people on both sides of the aisle talk about this, you know, independents, libertarians, Republicans, Democrats, you know, whatever, progressives, all of them, you know, you better look behind, pull the curtain back and understand what you're talking about here. The cost is going to be massive. All right. And, and where is it going to come from? That, that, that's a huge consideration. And what's it going to do to the quality of care? What, what's going to happen to the quality of care in this country if we do that? You, you know, go up and look at some statistics. Look at, look at the survival rate from prostate cancer in this country and look at the survival rate from prostate cancer in the U.K., Take a look at some, go, go look at some specifics out there so you understand. I'm not talking about setting a broken arm or getting any appendix surgery. Okay, I'm talking about cancer care, heart care, um, you know, the, 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 those kinds of things, okay, that require specialty care, specialty medicine, the kinds of things that we pioneer in this country and do in this country, like gene cell therapy and, and all kinds of other things. We don't have a perfect system. I'm certainly not saying that. But before you trade the devil you know for the devil you don't know, you might want to make sure you understand what it is you're getting into. And so th- 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 that's kind of my uh, view of this whole Medicare for all thing. I think it's going to be a hot topic in this election. Uh, the only thing I hope is that people are smart enough to understand it's not free. Okay. All these people running around out there saying it's free. It's not free. It's the money's got to come from somewhere. People, somebody's got to pay for this stuff and you can't tax the rich to get enough money to pay for Medicare. I just went through the taxes. Okay. 31% payroll increase, 72% value added tax and a 35% income tax increase to pay for this thing. If that's what we do, something to think about. All right. I'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's healthcare advocate broadcasting here on the HI radio network, coast to coast across the USA. You can find out more about us by going to our website, America's healthcare advocate.com America's healthcare advocate.com or Call us at 877-385-2224. If you have questions, 877-385-2224. We've got operators standing by. They are happy to help you. When I come back from the break, we'll talk about Medicare. Medicare is going to be coming up here uh, on October 15th. We'll chat about that, and we'll chat about um, what's going on uh, with group health insurance as we move into fourth quarter renewals. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, Mr. J.P. Stacy. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Coming up this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about Medicare and individual health insurance. Um, hopefully the Sermon on the Mount regarding uh, 
Medicare wasn't too much for everybody in that last segment, but I think it's an important topic, and folks, you just need to understand what we're getting into here. Okay, if you want to do it super-duper, just understand what it's going to cost and what it's going to do to the quality of care. All right, so uh, if you do have questions about any of this stuff, 877-385-2224. We're happy to help you anywhere in the country, including uh, Guam. If you need help, feel free to call us or go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. All right, we're almost into Medicare season coming up here in the not-too-distant future. Um, we will have October 15th is the opening of Medicare open enrollment. What does that mean? That means if you are on a Medicare Advantage plan and don't like it, let's say you're on one of those lovely AARP fa- uh, plans. I'm not a fan of those folks. But let's say you are, okay, and you, you don't like it, um, you're not happy with it, um, you can move. You can move to a Blue Cross and Blue Shield plan. You can move to a Coventry Aetna plan. Um, you can move to a Humana plan, whatever the case may be. That's your window, if you will, October 15th to December 7th, okay? October 15th to December 7th. That's your window, okay, to make that move. So let's let's talk about if you're on one of those plans um, and you want to get off, okay, that's your window to get off. Let's say you've decided, you know what, I don't like this thing. I don't like the restrictive network. I don't like I don't like the out of pocket max. I don't like all these copays. I want to go to a med sup, uh, a Medicare supplement plan uh, with zero copays and you know zero out of pocket, depending on plan F, plan G, whatever you take. Um, that's your opportunity to get out of that contract. If get out of that that Medicare Advantage plan and move into something that makes more sense for you. So it's October fifteenth through December seventh. Do yourself a favor, people. Don't wait until December 6th. <laughs> this happens every year. Okay, people procrastinate, they wait, and then, you know, the day before or the week before, you know, we're jammed up with, you know, several hundred people trying to get their coverage in place, and the carriers are, you know, they're buried because people do this every year, and inevitably we have issues, okay? In other words, something gets lost at the carrier, something doesn't go through, whatever the case may be, and then we have to go back and try to sort it all out. So, you know, Get your information early. Uh, get get you know. Give us a call if you need help. We are happy. We've got experts that are. This is what they do. Our brokers and agents are certified, licensed. They go through all the CMS training. A lovely twenty-one hour course every year that you have to take tests on and get a ninety percent score to pass. So it's not easy. Um, and then you have to get certified by the carriers on top of that. So there's a lot of work to doing this, but it ensures that the brokers agents know what they're doing. So if you need help, 877-385-2224 or go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com and uh, we'll reach out to you on Medicare. So let's talk about employer-sponsored healthcare a little bit, what's going on there. Um, You know, we're moving into fourth quarter. You need to understand employers out there when you're getting those premium increases. uh, we, We are seeing carriers eliminate grandfathered plans so some of the carriers who had grandfathered plans are eliminating them across the country, which means you're going to be dumped in to the ACA plans, which will cost significantly more and have um, not nearly as good a benefit. They'll have higher deductibles, out-of-pockets, all the rest of it. So now is the time to start looking. Don't wait, okay, until you're right up against it with 30 days left and, you know, you've got the broker, you know, running around with his hair on fire or her hair on fire trying to get all kinds of quotes and coverages because if you look at level premiums, if you look at the captive models, um, you'll probably find more affordable health insurance. Blue Cross and Blue Shield, 
uh, across the country are offering these level premium plans. Aetna's offering them. Humana's offering them. Starmark, IHC, um, uh, uh, National General. There's a whole series of plans out there. They're, they're, a lot of them are much more affordable. They are underwritten. It doesn't mean you're not going to get on as your group. It means that if you have an issue, um, this part you're kind of you're going to get rated for it depending on the size of your group, and that's another issue. Some of these plans, like National General, go down to five lives. Okay, so th- that 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 can turn out to be a really good situation for an employer um, who wants to get off of these ACA plans where the premium increases, you know, are double digits. Trip, you know, you're looking at you know. 14, 15, 16, 18, 19, 20, 39%, I think was the high last year. Um, so the, yeah, the, these plans can make a big difference for you. So level premium um, for the smaller groups under 50, groups 50 and above, the captive plans, um, you know, we work with a number of different captives, the East Coast underwriters, Pareto, um, the Berkeley captives, they all have very attractive plans out there, uh, but it takes time and it's work um, and the broker has to be willing to do the work and the client has to provide all the information so that those quotes can be put together um, and you can look at your options. So I'm, what I'm saying to all of you out there that, you know, you know your renewal's coming um, October, November, and December, start talking to your broker now. If you want help, give us a call. We are happy to help you anywhere in the country. We have clients in Oklahoma, Illinois, Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina, um, Texas, uh, you name it, um, Nevada, Arizona. Uh, so 877-385-2224. If you are an employer looking for help with health insurance and you want to look at some of these models that make more sense from a cost perspective standpoint, we're happy to help you. Um, or the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. You can send me an email um, and we will uh, get your information. Basically, all it takes uh, to do to start the process is a copy of your existing plan, so we know what it is, a copy of an invoice, um, and a, a complete census that shows all of your employees, their dependents, their zip codes, et cetera. Once we submit that to the carriers, um, then we're able to get into the underwriting process. And some of the carriers, that's really all we need because they use uh, a system that, uh, that looks at, at pharmacy benefit utilization and they quote off of that. Uh, some of the carriers like Starmark, NatGen, and the others require that you app up. It's electronic. We use a company called Easy Apps. They do a great job. It's easy to do, no pun intended, uh, but uh, it's a little longer process. So anyway, we're happy to help you in any way that we can. Once again, the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com and the phone number 877-385-2224. Well, that's it. For today, ladies and gentlemen, um, I think we covered a lot of ground today. Hopefully it helped a lot of you out there listen, in the listening audience. Now I leave you with this thought from uh, Albert Einstein. The one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. Goodbye, America.